Welcome to Rowan College of Burlington County's Baroness Podcast. I'm Dr. Brooke Myatt, Program Chair and Assistant Professor of our Entertainment Technologies Department. I'm a co-chair of the Women's Advocacy Group, a subcommittee of the President's Advisory Council on Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. This monthly series highlights women in leadership while encouraging listeners to build their skills, connect with the community, and visualize the opportunities available to women in various professions. Tune in for a female perspective on the Burlington County community. We are here to listen to these amazing women. If you want to hear from women who lead and inspire, this podcast is for you. Welcome to our May podcast. This month, we are honoring women. And this is basically what the Baroness podcast is all about. My guests today are Gina Passarella and Lauren Brill. And these two ladies, I felt, were perfect for May because we have two powerful days this month that both of these women celebrate. The biggest event, of course, in May, ladies, is Mother's Day. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then... I know both of these women myself because I'm a mother and I met them through my kids. But the second one, I'm not sure my guests know about. might be a surprise, but maybe they do celebrate (laughs) that both of them have this connection is that May 1st is Law Day. Did you, either one of you know that it was Law Day? So I know about Law Day. I know it exists. I didn't know the exact date. So I'm just so happy that we can be here and and honor that very special day. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't profess to know that that was the day, but I feel like every day is Law Day in our world. So, you know, <laughs> that's a great point. Well, Law Day is an annual observance noted in the legal community for more than 60 years. These resources celebrate the law and bring to life the role of students, the courts, and the Constitution in times of change. That is the definition of Law Day. And I feel that it was great that I brought both of you on because I feel both of you strongly have this um, built into what you do day in, day out. And I'm going to go to Lauren first to introduce yourself because I felt that the first part of that was bring to life the role of students. And how I met Lauren was she is a mommy friend. Our kids went to preschool together. I think when they started in the the three year old class, I think that's right. Uh, we met each other, and and I know how and 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 Jean, I'm sure we'll get into this this mommy connection. Um, I met her at preschool, um, and eventually we talked about what I was doing, what she was doing, and I had her come on over to RCBC, and she got an adjunct position and started being part of a role to our students here at RCBC. So Lauren, quickly introduce yourself to our listeners. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so um, honored to be part of this program. And thanks to you for helping me connect with RCBC. And I'm sure that's some of what we'll talk about today, just, you know, using those connections to find great opportunities. So a really short background for me. Um, I have many years of experience practicing law, uh, specifically commercial litigation um, at a large law firm in Philadelphia. Um, but then I, I made the switch. I transitioned to higher education. Uh, I have been for the past 10 years or so uh, teaching high, higher education legal type classes. I'm also working in law school admissions. Um, I really love it. You know, it was, it, was, it was a big change for me, but I know I made the right decision. Uh, I also am heavily involved in child advocacy work, um, doing another thing that I love as well. And um, just happy to be here today with everyone. 
Well, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited about our, our, our talk together. And Gina, our mommy connection in Morristown, I moved to Morristown. I didn't know a lot of people. We we met through a lot of different things at the school and the kids and everything. But I, I met Gina more personable at a party. And she starts talking to me about all these like amazing things she's doing. She's winning Emmys. She's writing this. She's writing that. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> And she's just standing there. We're just talking. I'm like, I had no idea. And I didn't even know there's this whole world of legal like journalism. And it's so beautiful to share that because I'm obviously have the journalism background and then to connect with you. So tell us a little bit about your background and yourself, Gina. Oh, well, first, again, thank you so much for, for having us on with the work that you do here and the support of women. This is just awesome. And I'm so glad that oh, we can be you. a part of it. And yeah, um, so I am um, editor-in-chief of Global Legal Brands at a company called ALM, which is a legal journalism company focused on covering all different aspects of the legal industry. My particular area of focus that I've done since I started almost a couple decades ago doing this out of, out of grad school was the business of law, so how the legal industry operates as a business and all of its financials and management decisions and strategic goals and, and things that I didn't even know existed when I started and still learn every day about. Um, and so it's been really fascinating over the last couple of years to follow the changes in the industry and a lot of what Lauren is working on and in and, and, and private practice and in the legal education space um, and see how the industry is evolving and, and using innovation and then also how our own company and in, in a media company is evolving and, and innovating and, and there's been a lot going on in the last couple of decades, so lots to talk about, I'm sure, that we could get into in a little bit. And what I think is really amazing, both of you have such a huge resume of stuff that you've done um, within, the, within your field of career and then outside, but how do you manage? How do, how, do, how do we manage with, I know you all have families, and one of the biggest things that like women we, you know, we have are like we have these amazing careers. Right. And we've been so privileged to have this fabulous, you know, career path. How do you juggle with ha being a woman and being a mom? Like, Lauren, what do you what, what do yeah. you take from that? I don't know. I wish I could answer that question. It's just <laughs> I hope I you guys like... are going to tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Everybody always asks me and I'm like, I don't know. I just it, you just got to do it. It's like it's like you just go, right? You just go. I think every day presents its new challenges. I think one thing if you really enjoy what you're doing professionally, I think that gives you a really positive mindset for the rest of your your day, right? So when you're when you're managing your kids, when you're managing all the responsibilities that you have at home, if you're doing something professionally that you love, I think it just kind of keeps you more positive overall. And you can kind of just keep that attitude as much as possible. I mean, do we lose it sometimes? <laughs> Absolutely. Of course, we're human. Um, but I think that helps too. And I think, um, you know, just making the time for yourself as crazy as that sounds with all the other responsibilities we have professionally, and our family, just cutting out, even if it's a little bit of time you carve out in the morning, get up before everyone, just have that time for yourself to kind of set the pace for the rest of the day. I think that helps, but you know, it's, it's something we all deal with and it's, and it's not always easy, but I think that, you know, just, just focus on the, on the self-care, focus on trying to, you know, keep things as positive as possible in your, in your career. And that can kind of help your outlook on the rest of your, your day and your, your world. That's such great advice. And I couldn't agree with you more, Lauren, about 
when you love what you do, and I'm so fortunate every day, I don't feel like I'm getting up and going to work every day. I'm excited for what I'm going to learn, what new is going to happen. And I know that that's not always everybody's situation. So I feel very fortunate. But I tell people all the time, particularly, you know, young women in the workplace who are coming to me, maybe they're about to have kids and they say, how am I going to do this? And it's like, it's not always going to be pretty. Not everybody needs to know that you changed your shirts three times because the baby spit up on it before you left work. You're going to get there and it'll be fine and everything works out and it's not always going to be 100% here and there. But I mean, a couple things that I think help are one, you know, leveraging the network. It the, it takes a village thing could not be more true. I totally mean, I agree. have to give my husband a ton of credit, my mom who's at home right now watching my kid a ton of credit. I mean, there's and the mommy network, right? The the village of friends that you that help get folks to practice or where you need to be. But from an employment perspective, I mean, I tell people all the time, I think working mothers are the best employees you can have because I don't want to curse on the podcast, but I will. They don't have time for the bullshit, right? Like it's just Agreed. everything is cut out. You just have to get things done and you find a way you just all of a sudden become a lot more efficient and it's not always easy but it can it can be done I agree completely 100% and I think that network of friends so that you do have that outlet because you need it right you need people who can relate to what you're you're dealing with right you need to be able to vent you need to be able to help other women in the situation but also those professional networks too I think that's so helpful too having a group of women who who share your professional aspirations and interests and things like that and you can help each other learn professionally you can provide mentorship to other women who are you know wanting to enter your profession or they're in it and they want to move in with it move up within it so I think having networks in all different aspects social professional I think is is, is such a huge support system in addition to you know having having a great family support network if you do have that. And I, and I can't, obviously, I support both of you. I can't say more that you, you both really shared that that village, that support system. We, a few people in previous podcasts, they call it their divas, you know, that, <laughs> they, that, they, that they connect with and that they have. And I love that you both said, you know, you shared a little bit about what you would tell, um, you know, people or what you shared, what would you share now knowing where you are in, in your career, your young self, what would you say to yourself now? Like, like, cause all of us are in probably completely different spaces than what we thought when we were in our twenties or when you were, you know, finishing law school, let's say, um, what would you go back and tell yourself if you could just tell yourself anything? Maybe it was, something like a motto or or a tip or a trick what what would you go and tell your young young Lauren not that you're not young and beautiful now <laughs> but your 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 younger Thank self you. yes yes times have changed i i would definitely tell my young self to be more open minded because i think when i um made the decision to go to law school and it was kind of a crazy backstory i was actually focused on journalism in college, but then thought, you know what, I want to focus on a particular area of journalism. So maybe the law would be the way to go, legal analyst type of, of thing. So I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to follow that path. Um, then luckily I was open-minded because I decided, no, I want to practice law. I did some internships and other things that really kind of sold it. I started at the firm. I loved it. I thought this is what I want for the rest of my life for my career. I still kept that open-minded kind of motto in my head. And I th- I'm glad I did, because I think if I didn't, I would have thought this is my career for the rest of my life. I need to prove it to myself that I can become partner, that I can work my way up to the top of this firm. Um, but I had to kind of take a couple steps back and say, you know what, what do I really want? At this point in my life, do I want to make a change? And I think that 
being open-minded really helped me enter academia. And I think had I not done that, I don't know if I would have felt as fulfilled in my career. So I'm glad that I that I did that. And I tell my students the same thing, the ones who want to go to law school and they you know, they, they think they're interested in it, but they're just not sure. And I said, it's okay. You go to law school, you will learn so many transferable skills. There's so many um, qualities that you'll gain in law school that can g- enter into another field and really benefit you in that way. So I think just, just knowing that, you know what, you might think you want to enter a certain career and you enter it and you decide you want to change. And that's, that's totally fine. It's your life. You need to do what makes you happy. What would you tell your younger self? Uh, I, I love what you said, first of all, Lauren, because I think just, I mean, the job I have now didn't even exist when I started, even within your company being open-minded about what your path is or in other roles. So I think that's mm-hmm. so great. But I, I have two things I would say, and they're, they're somewhat related. And one is just, you know, give yourself some credit and grace. I remember when I got promoted to my first editor-in-chief role within the company, I was walking to work that day, and it was such a different role from from what I had had. And I was literally sick to my stomach. I'm like, oh my goodness, my, my day to day is going to change. I'm not going to do it. Maybe I'm not going to be good enough at this. Maybe, maybe I'm not the right person. Shoot. Should I have said yes to this? And I'm, I was just sick. I didn't eat for three days prior. And I get there and I have my first week. And I'm like, this is, this is what I was meant to do. And you know, I'm never going to doubt myself. I'm always, maybe I'm nervous. Nerves are good. Nerves are okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that means you care, you're passionate, you want to go forward and, and do a good job. But Giving your trusting yourself that you can do it and trying and trying being okay with that change and trying to go for things. And the other thing I would just say, and it's somewhat related to how you get on that path, is raise your hand for things. Connect with people, connect with projects, connect with other folks that might not be in your direct lane. Get involved in as much as you can that exposes you to new opportunities, new people, new skills. Um, I think that's just where your name then pops into somebody's head when the next opportunity arises. I absolutely love that. The new skills, that networking, getting your feet wet. Um, you know, I think giving our young women those opportunities, no matter what profession, I think that's a, like a really big, a big deal. And I think in, um, you know, you had said about like you're in journalism, you both are in legal. I was in TV production. It was very male dominated industry. Um, and, I think it's obviously changed um, a little bit since since we've been, you know, we were going to school and that was kind of our 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 um, career field. Um, what would you say now to young women, I guess, to kind of push them if they weren't really considering this profession or they were scared to enter the profession? Um, and it doesn't really matter what field of career, but what would you say to young women um, that might be fearful about what they want to do with their life and they're not sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give a stab at, at that answer. I mean, I, in some respects, I'll, I'll admit that I never really thought about, you know, who who else am I going to be working with or what is the environment? I didn't even know at a young age what to think about a work environment. I just kind of knew, luckily enough, I wanted to do journalism and I sought that out. And I think, you know... It, it goes back to what I talked about before, just being open-minded, being involved, raising your hand for things. And one of the things that I've learned throughout my career is there's nothing more powerful or no skill set I think that's more powerful than life is about relationships. It's about your emotional 
your EQ is just as important as your IQ in the workplace. And so really just getting to know people, interacting with folks and, and being open to learning from them and just raising your hand and getting involved. I, I, I'll admit that I don't always think about, you know, is it mostly men in the room? Is it mostly women? I mean, that and and that is that can be really an intimidating thing. But when you're doing something you love, when you're willing to learn and ask questions, you know, it's it's not about who else is in the room. It's about kind of what what are you taking in and learning from the situation? What are you bringing back to the group with your experience? Because it is I mean, there's no doubt everybody brings a different perspective to the table and they're all so important. And so I think just leaning into what do you bring to the conversation and being open to learning from others, I think is really important. But yeah, I love that you said that, Gina, like especially about those relationships and learning from others. I think that's that's hugely important, especially as a as a young you know female lawyer or young female entering the legal profession, you know, um, and it's not so much a male dominated profession as much as it was, you know, 10 plus years ago. Um, most of the people entering law school are women these days. Mm-hmm. The majority are. So it's definitely changing. I think, you know, if I were to talk to someone who was in law school looking for their first legal career, I'd probably, you know, let's say they're looking into a a firm. You know, what are the women's initiatives that this firm has? Because many of them really do promote their women's initiatives these days because they want to get those, you know, high-performing women lawyers to to start at their firm. So, you know, really find out what are those initiatives? What are they doing? Are women in leadership positions within the firm? Are they on the executive committee? Are they on other committees within the firm? Do they, you know, do they help run the organization? What do they do at the firm? Um, you know, what kind of mentoring opportunities are there in these, um, in these firms or other, you know, legal employers? And, you know, not just their PR piece of it, like what do they promote, but what do they actually do? So oh, talk to so people important. at the interview, talk to people who know people who work at that firm or that legal employer. What do they do? Um, do they really value women? Is, is diversity um, important to them? Are they committed to the retention of women, to the advancement of women attorneys? Um, I think that's really important to have that information before you make the decision where you want to start your career. If I could just follow up on that, because you raised such a good point, and I, I, I cover the legal industry, and law firms will often talk to me about their culture. And in the beginning, I used to think, oh, it's just a buzzword, because they all say, when they describe what it is, they all say the exact same thing, right? And so, but there is, there are cultures within every organization has a culture and they can be dramatically different and doing your homework, you know, as much as I said, I didn't really know to even do that or think to do it. I just kind of learned as I went. I mean, if you can do that homework on the front end, I think you're going to really find, you know, what type of support is internal. And then you also have to look at, you know, just career wise, if this is what I really want to do, okay, what organization will support me in the lifestyle that I want and what will what do I need external to my organization? The, the, the family life that I create, and that you know, there's there's all sorts of things that going into go into making you a success in your career, and it's not just all in that one organization. Great points, and I love that both of you talk about like the support system, your successes, your your internal motivation to keep going, to get yourself out there. Who for each one of you was that person? So each one of you are saying, you know, go to the, your network, get connected, the all these people. Who's been your powerful network? Is it a group of people? Is it one person that said something to you one time and that you took that and you ran with it? What was that for you? Was it a moment in time? Was it an event in time? I might be stumping you. I feel like there were so many positive influences, um, you know, women that I've encountered throughout my career. 
I guess two come to mind immediately, and I'm sure there are many, many more. But um, one was a mentor that I had at the firm. When I started, you know, I'm this you know, 20-some-year-old new lawyer, first day. I'm in this big firm. I feel kind of like, you know, how am I going to, like, prove myself here? I need to do a great job. And so I started talking to this lawyer who had been there a few years, this also a young lawyer, but a couple years, you know, senior to me. And um, she was experiencing kind of certain um, – she was sort of a few years ahead of me, not only professionally, but just as far as, you know, she was preparing to get married, and then eventually she had her first child, and so I was sort of following this path that she was leading for me, and so all of these obstacles and things that she encountered, I eventually encountered, and I could go to her to kind of, you know, kind of seek help and kind of guidance on how that, that went, so I think that was super helpful to me, and she just, you know, encouraged me, and she had a mentor as well who was a few years senior to her, so I think we all just kind of, um, you know, helped each other, and then I mentored someone. The other person who comes to mind is um, when I got my first teaching job. This was a woman I met at this open house at a college that I went to, you know, randomly as I was practicing to try to get this adjunct position and um, met her for the first time. She called me and offered me this job that they needed filled immediately. I was still practicing. I was making this decision. Um, and then we became really good friends. And she had, was a, a lawyer previously as well and entered higher education. And she's done such incredible things in higher education at various institutions. And, you know, I just look to her. You know, whenever I have any questions, I'll, I'll call her. She's been through so much. And, um, you know, and she's also a motivator for me to provide that guidance to, to other people who, um, who may need it professionally. Those are great examples. And yeah, you, you, you stumped me in a way that like, I, it's so hard to pinpoint just a couple people because at different phases in your life, people come in and you don't, might not even realize at the time that, wow, what an impact they had. But I think at a professional level, I mean, both men and women, my bosses have really been tremendous support networks. And one of, you know, sometimes it's through their purposeful goal to advance women and to really help. And that's huge. Sometimes it's just, you know, and you touched on this, Lauren, kind of somebody who's going to walk you through the internal politics of your organization, right? And, and know the things that you might not be able to ask your boss, or it could be your boss who's just real with you. That's a really special relationship you can develop. Um, and But it's just somebody who can help you understand, like, this is what's going on even beyond your job description. This is how it all fits together. This is what you should avoid or, or what you should strive for. And then just those people, your your friends who knew you when, you know, from my, my college girlfriends are still, we get on and we talk about life and work and the things that you can relate to all together. My, my mom friend network, which is just like invaluable and, and just people come in your life in different times. And, you know, and then I always think about like my mom, right. And what an example she was of just, she didn't have anything like the career path I've had, but she was just such a, she just always got things done and was always this calming presence. And I'm, I'm nothing, certainly as my kids at home, I'm not calm, but, 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 you know, just trying to think about how can I, how can I, she always had, always seemed like she had the answers and we could solve things together and we could get through and anything was attainable and achievable. And so having that mindset of, you know, what do I want and how do I get there? And, 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 being fortunate enough to have people around you that can help support that because that that's essential. You can't always do it on your own. The support and how we get there. And we can't forget our social, social and emotional support. And, and I know Lauren, you had said this and also Gina, you had talked about like, we need our time, like away from a lot of all this. Right. So, you know, we have our work life, we have our mom life, but then 
we need time for us to rejuvenate and and figure out what our life is going to be every day, day in, day out, and carve that little section for us. How do each of you kind of de-stress, step away? Is there, and I know it's hard because we could say it all day. I know there's days where I don't have a minute to myself. I like get home. I'm like, okay, dinner's ready. Going to be ready in 25 minutes. Go get your baseball outfit on. You get your lacrosse outfit. Did you pack your snack for tomorrow? Like it's nonstop. <laughs> and I know both of you are laughing, but you're like, I've been there. I know. Yes. Um. So what do you do? Is there, is there... Is there an activity that you enjoy? Is there a place you go? Is it, you know, something you love, a hobby? What's your, what is that for you? I would say, I mean, overall, like prioritizing health is so important. And I think that like, you know, not only physical health, like if I can get my workouts in, I feel good. Like I feel good. I feel like I can, I can take on this day, right? Whatever, whatever comes my way, I can handle it, which may or may not be true, but at least it gives me that, that feeling. Right. Um, I think just like your, your emotional, like mental health, like having those social interactions, like making plans with friends and keeping them regardless of what's going on, you know, whatever's going on in your day, like keeping those, those plans, go out to dinner with friends, just, just chat, have coffee with a friend. And, um, that, that time I think really gives you, um, it energizes you. Um, you know, I think just any activities that you have, you know, just, you know, reading, even reading for a half hour before bed, right? Like sometimes I say to myself, gosh, I haven't read a whole book and, you know, it's been like six months and I love reading. So just really making that time, I think for yourself, um, can be helpful, you know, taking a walk, taking a break in the middle of the day, taking a walk, listening to the Baroness podcast. (laughs) Shameless plug, shameless plug. Yes. While you're walking around the block, right? Something like that. Just making that time for yourself to do something that, that you really enjoy and that relaxes you and makes you feel good. So I feel like I shouldn't say my guilty pleasure answer, which is like sitting down in my bed and watching murder mysteries. But okay, I will. I just <laughs> yes. admitted that. We all love that uh, too, you know, though. Sorry, don't say. Just, my husband is a little concerned, but that's okay. Uh, so I, I mean, I totally agree that take. I often will wake up early before the kids get up, and if I if I have the energy and just check, have that calm time, do my spelling bee on New York Times, that kind of thing. But I, I love the. Getting out and, and meeting friends, doing an activity, something new, you know, a date night that is focused on just a new experience. My husband and I love antiquing. I think that's like our our thing. We like anytime, I highly recommend go to Lancaster, get a bed and breakfast, go antiquing. That's, you know, Fun. I just aged myself completely. But <laughs> those are our kind of guilty pleasures that we like. But I, I'll admit, I mean, that's, this is probably an area where I fall down more than any other which is yeah, making really, that time. I'm not it's good really, at that. it's really hard I know it's it's really hard and I and I ask it in a lot of 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 my uh guests because like we always put ourselves last right because I feel like women were always givers and it's like we were talking about that network and those connections we're always giving we're always connecting and we're and and it's a lot like it's a lot and then you don't realize you're like whoa it's the end of the day and what you know, you did so much, but then you're like, whoosh, when can I just escape? And I think a lot of us feel bad about that. Like a lot of us feel bad, like we're even thinking about that for us, right? Yeah, you Mm -hmm. feel this guilt. Like, why am I making time for myself when I have a pile of laundry over here? I haven't even thought about dinner. We have no produce in the house. Like (laughs) I need to do something here. But you know, I think like- We have no live produce (laughs) in the house. We have nothing. Um, but I think giving ourselves some leeway, like there are just some nights where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to make uh, a 
well-balanced meal tonight. Like, it's just not going to happen, Chicken right? nuggets it yeah. is. Chicken nuggets. Like, chicken nuggets, if I can find froze, a frozen vegetable that's been in here for, like, two years, I'll figure it out the bottom of the freezer. <laughs> right, I'll shake It'll be something green. I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> yeah that's totally true and you know what and like you you know you're you just, you just go you with it. Do it all you can't do you it can't. all and i don't think your kids expect you to do it all so you do what you can they know their love they're taken care of um chicken nuggets it is yeah <laughs> i mean you know you said you can't do it all my motto is take it one day at a time do you have a motto that like or something that you say continually for yourself or maybe it's your family or just what's going on that you're just like all right i just do it's one day at a time. My mother used to say that all the time. She said, like you that. just take it one day at a time. No, I think that's great. I mean, if it's, it's kind of a variant of everything works out as it should. It's almost for me, though, it's maybe not as it should, but every, however it works out, it will be okay. We'll find our way through it. You know, it, it, it kind of worked out as it should. This is the new path we're on, and we're going to navigate this. I, love I like that. that. I love that. And I think like a similar theme, like tomorrow's a new day, right? Mm, so if we yeah. have some challenges today, and sometimes they seem really tough and how are we going to get through this like we have a fresh start tomorrow and and it'll be okay and do you use that motto do you think that that goes for personal life to um your career in academia I mean you see a lot of young minds and you're kind of taking those young minds to the next step and you're seeing them in that very extremely vulnerable position of of is this the decision and, and you're making the decision, right? I mean, I don't know if we told everybody kind of what your day in, day out is, um, your your job role right now. Yeah, so um, so my job role in academia now is, um, it's kind of twofold. So I'm teaching. So I teach um, mainly paralegal classes, but I teach business law right now. And then I've also taught uh, legal research and writing, um, legal technology, e-discovery, other kinds of business law types of classes, intro to paralegal studies. Um, and I also uh, work in admissions for a law school. So reviewing applications by the thousands of, um, you know, of, of students who are interested in entering the legal field. And, you know, I think a lot of students, it's, it's, you know, I look back to when I was in college, just trying to figure out, okay, what path do I want to take? And they don't necessarily know, you know, and, and they don't need to know, you know, their first year of college, they're taking, let's say a business law class, because it's, you know, required under some sort of gen ed category, but they don't know if this is for them. And, you know, kind of the same sort of mottos that we're saying, you know, being open minded, you know, the, the value of relationships, you know, you know, sort of volunteering to um, to take the next step to go to go beyond what's asked of you are all things that um, that that they're mindful of and that they're aware of, and they're here to kind of gain that information and figure out what they want to do. And you know, even if they decide it, it's okay if they change their mind. And I think that that's that that's really important. So um, yeah, I think being part of that process is an exciting thing because I think I can kind of. Um, you know, give them that peace of mind that, you know, it's okay to not know. And that's why you're here. And we can help you figure it yeah, out. I think that's such a positive thing. And for your inspiration of your writing, and I, you know, you, you travel around, you do lots of very unique things. I'm sure you have some very young legal minds, young journalists coming to you for advice. What do you say to them or what would you sh what do you share for them yeah. to them? I mean, I think the most important point in journalism particularly, but it goes there's so many transferable skills to the law and just life in general, the ability to 
connect the dots. So to see not just, you know, this conversation that I'm having with this person, but how does that connect with the, the other three that I just had this week? And what is the broader theme? And really finding what are these issues that are really vexing the industry, society, that are really keeping our readers, in my case, thinking and, and needing answers. And that's how we can kind of bring to light the deeper stories, the more the more important issues, the things that really help them solve the, in this case, the business problems that they have or elsewhere. So I think, and that just, that transfers to life too, really just thinking beyond just that one conversation you're having or that one point and, and how it can connect to the, what else is going on in the world around you, whatever that ecosystem is that, that we're talking about at the time. I think that's so important. Well, this conversation has been beyond great. So, and I'm so happy that you you both came on. And um, for those of our listeners, uh, they know that throughout our conversation, I, I write down little words and snippets of what we've talked about. And I kind of use them as almost hashtags. And then I'm going to turn it to you ladies and ask us, ask you each what your personal hashtag is or what what is maybe your your hashtag of the day maybe just because we've had this beautiful inspiring uh, conversation so I'm going to read some of these words and maybe they'll they'll hit a nerve so solve achievable issues stories family culture diversity value leaning in EQ IQ relationships powerful qualities support change open-minded, path, credit, grace, doubt, trusting yourself, connect, get involved, and path. So who would like to share first their word or their theme or their hashtag of today? Gosh, there are so many good ones there, right? Oh, I'm going to, can I pick two, Brooke? Is that it? You can pick your own or you can pick two that you love. Yeah, you can create your own. This is, this is DIY, baby. (laughs) We're not antiquing like Gina, but we'll (laughs) DIY some Instagram hashtags today so everybody can find you. But I do like, I did not know about the antiquing. I want to see what she, uh, what she finds up in Lancaster. (laughs) Yes. That'll be the next podcast, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. So I'm going to say hashtag open-mindedness because I think that that's huge and I think that we all just need to to, to be that way in, in life professionally and I think we're all guilty of maybe not just kind of saying, you know what, we are on this path, we need to stay on this path, whether it's, you know, our routine with our kids or our career, whatever it is, and I think to be open-minded and realize, you know what, let's let's have chicken nuggets for dinner or let's you know switch to academia from uh, litigation or whatever the case might be i think that 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 can help us to not be so rigid and to be open minded and maybe hashtag you've got this you know for the listeners who are maybe uh, you know students kind of um, exploring maybe the possibility of a legal career um, you know you've got this whatever you decide to do you know stay motivated and you can do it i love that I do too. No, I, I, that's kind of the long lines I was thinking. I'm going to steal from the Sixers, trust the process, but oh, not maybe yes. with that, that quite that meaning and just like trust yourself, right? You, you know, you, you, you got this. It's yep. exactly it, Lauren. I mean, this go into things having confidence in yourself. And if you don't feel like you have the skills you need, either acquire them or do a little fake it till you make it because frankly that's what the rest of us are doing <laughs> yes. it's okay not everybody knows everything all the time not even the people who think they do so you got this surround yourself with the skills and the people that can help you take it even further 
Well, I've just enjoyed this immensely. I want to say happy Mother's Day to both of you. Oh, same to you. Uh, thank you so much. And happy Law Day. Woo! Yeah. I don't I know. know if you do something special for Law Day, but... We'll have to this year. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We're going to celebrate Law Day big, big, big this year for oh, the two yeah. of you. Um, please uh, tell both of your families, uh, we all, from my family to your family, our, our RCBC family to your family, thank you so much for joining us. Gina, Lauren, it's been great having you here on the Baroness Podcast. And for all of our listeners, thank you for joining us this May on the Baroness Podcast. Take care. Thanks. You've been listening to the RCBC Baroness Podcast, which highlights women in leadership while encouraging listeners to build their skills, connect with the community, and visualize the opportunities available to women in various professions. For more information about this podcast or other podcasts available on the RCBC Podcast Network, visit rcbc.edu slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the RCBC Baroness Podcast, available on all streaming platforms.